Topic is the seven year mark. I'm at a loss. I'm going on seven years. So I'm hoping to get a lot of information from brothers on the phone that's been down that road, that's in their 10th year, 9th year, uh, 25th year, like Rodney. Um, um, When I was thinking about this topic, I, I I told Rodney about it, and he said, um, you mean the seven-year itch. And then we talked about it again to Darren while we were deal- well, while we were meeting with him, and he said the seven-year itch. Um, I did a little bit of reading on the seven-year itch today, and for some crazy reason, 50% of the divorce divorces that happen in this country happen right around the seven-year mark of marriage. Wow. 50%. And I don't know what is, you know, is that a magical number? Is that when, you know, your kids, you know, are seven, you know, and you figure, okay, are they old enough to deal with divorce or, or, or what? I don't know. But the first question I want to throw out, is it a myth? Yes. It is a myth. Yes, sir. Okay. Break it down. Well, um, first, I, can I read something to you real quick? Is yeah, okay? yeah, 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 please. Uh, okay. All right. On my Facebook page, um, I, I have it set up where people ask questions, and I, you know, give them the best answers I can give them after I go research it like like you did. So the question that was uh, on that was given to me is I'm a newlywed and I've been I've been hearing um, a lot about my married from my married friends beware the end of the honeymoon stage what does that mean and is there a way to avoid it and my answer to this young lady was many people tend to lean uh, towards cliches as the end of the honeymoon stage or the seven year itch as ways of a mark the turning point of their marriage where one or both spouses begin to lose interest in their married life. Events that lead up to these periods are totally attached to selfishness by either one or both participants. A, for most men, getting married or having a new wife means endless days and nights of wild and crazy intercourse. While to the woman, marriage means I get to spend the rest of my life with this sweet, faithful man who only wants to spend all of his time with me. Yay. When both people enter this sacred marriage covenant with the above expectations, they are both disappointed when they find out how far from the truth their thoughts led them to believe. This marks for both what uh, has become widely known as the end of the honeymoon stage. B, going into a marriage not recognizing uh, that compromise must be their new learned language, one could find themselves struggling to make this mindsetting change. After several years of rejecting this new necessary mindset, 
their interest in being a family man or woman begins to diminish. Most people claim to begin feeling the, this annoying pressure about the sixth or the seventh year. The, crossword, the crossroads combined with the time period has adopted its own cliché commonly known as a seven-year itch. The best ways to avoid either of these divorce-bound clichés is to first be equally yoked before marrying, know your own position as a husband or wife before committing to a person for the rest of your life, and be ready to compromise in every conversation with your spouse. A very wise couple recently told me that the true secret to avoid any of these uh, uh, wait, I'm sorry. A very wise couple recently told me that the true secret to avoid any and every complication within the marriage is to not be buttholes on the same day. Hmm. <laughs> now that sounds great, but I want to disagree. Because okay. like the whole, like the host said in the beginning, I've been, um, I've been seven years. Uh, this is my second seven years. I'm about to hit in July. Thank God. So I'm up to fourteen. And um, the seven-year itch is absolutely real. And I think that if you can get past seven, I almost throw it out there so the itch stops. Because one through seven is, you just, you know, you, you're still learning your spouse, you're learning each other, and it's tough. Um I'll say for me, the first seven was relatively easy. Um, from '99 to 2006, we only had one child during that period in 2003, and um, I, I would say it was relatively easy. Um, and around year 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 eight, um, that's when it got a little dicey, um, and that was only because we had our second child. And at the same time we had our second child, my wife took a new job. So it was like the perfect storm. Um, But I digress. Going back to, you know, what I said before, I think that the first seven years is uh, um, probably the toughest. You know, I think if you can get over over the hump, you know, as they say, the proverbial hump, I think after that, it gets relatively easy, but I, I think it doesn't, it doesn't hit all couples. Like I say, mine was uh, around eight, maybe nine, um, where we had a little bump in the road. But once you get over that, I think it's, I, I know I'll speak for me. I think it's uh, pretty easy after that, because you've been through the. Well, isn't it with when, when with going into a relationship? or having in the back of your mind that, hey, I'm coming up on the seventh year, doesn't that spark something in you to start rejecting what you're supposed to not be rejecting if you haven't even thought about that in the first place? What do you mean rejecting? Well, you know, some people say, you know, things happen because they 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 thought it was going to happen and, and they believe it's going to happen. So whatever you set your mind and your heart to believe, it's supposed to happen, or it's going to happen, or that's what you kind of lean your own your understanding into. So if you got if you get married, and the 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 day of the marriage everything is hunky dory, and then you're like, man, the seven year itch coming up. So now it's in your mind, 
hey, the seven-year itch coming up. Yeah, and I then, And then when things start happening, now you're blaming it on the seven-year mark. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I wouldn't. I would say for me that I wasn't, um, I didn't think about the proverbial seven-year itch um, like that. I didn't approach it that way. I didn't, you know, I, I just, you know, kind of looked at it in retrospect after I'd been there and done that. But I, I didn't, you know, say, you know, uh-oh, you know, seven years is coming. It's going to be trouble in paradise. I didn't I didn't think about it like that, but, but some people do. And some people, like you say, they absolutely you know, make that excuse that, oh, this is just because it's around the seven-year mark. Um, so I see what you're saying, but I, I didn't I didn't view it that way, that my troubles were geared, you know, just linked to just being seven years in the marriage. So, so, so what does the itch represent? That's the big question, because what is the itch? Me? Um, I would say that uh, if you think about it, it just happens. Somewhere in that seven year, you know, you're getting more established at your job. You know, first five years, you're uh, you're, you're you're getting that uh, a foundation built at your home. The honeymoon part is over, so it's more bills, more responsibilities. Um, you have kids using some for for some of us during that time. And, um, oh, what is that? Somebody listening, listening to some papers or something. I'm on mute, so it's not me. And, and so, um, what ends up happening is, is that uh, things start happening. You start. Now knowing that you are growing and you have to change, and a lot of people don't want to change around that seven-year period. Okay, why is it? Why is it the change has got to happen at the seven-year mark, and it's not happening all the way at the beginning of the marriage? Why is all of a sudden you feel like? I mean, what people feel like? Hey, this I'm at my seven-year mark now. I need to change. Shouldn't that take place in the front of the marriage? No, I mean it should, but I mean let's just be honest, man. When you you you're so excited, you love with this person, you're sleeping, um, you, you're having sex every other minute, you know. Uh, <laughs> you're buying things, you're buying new cars, you know. For the first time, you might have had your hoopty before, and now you know. And, and a lot of things are just happening, and it's fun. But then reality hits. Uh oh, we got to pay for this stuff. Uh oh, light bill is a little higher than when it was three years ago. Oh, so the itch is so the itch is about a it's a financial issue is the way you put it. That I mean that's one portion of it, which now brings issues into that that foundation that y'all built by you know during the honeymoon stage, and now you're trying to figure out well where is this attitude coming from? Why think... is this popping up now? I think it could be subconscious that, and again, I don't want to, you know, give absolute credence to the seventh year and give it all the credit. Um, but I think around that time, you kind of 
look at it like, well, you know, we've made it seven years. I guess that if I want to make it another seven, that I, I have to get get a little more serious, do a little more changing, make a few more compromises because, <clears throat> you know, it's like we we in it for the long haul. And I think subconsciously, and as you know, as as, as T Hawk said, that you know, so much so much research out there about this seven year thing that in our minds subconsciously it's like, you know, well, we we've made it seven years, honey, you know, we and, and you get a little more focus, I guess, on, you know, staying together, whereas it might be almost like you have one foot out of the door, you know, from from one to seven, like you could still it's still early, it's still fresh if things don't work out. Um, maybe you don't have kids in that first seven years, or maybe you just got one child, you know, like I did. You know, it's easy to step out versus, you know, I'm coming up on year 14, and um, I've got three children. So it would be a little bit more challenging, you know, for to dissolve the relationship at this point. You know, versus, almost, oh, well, I mean, versus the first, you know, a few years. You know that's why a lot of couples don't make it to seven. You know, seven years is a seven years of marriage is a is a long time. Well, it sounds like it when 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 people from that perspective get married, they only give it hey, we got seven years to to take it or make it. I mean, it's the same same logic they use in the military. Where if I do ten, I'm all the way in. But you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> but but, it, but when you get married, it don't supposed to be that type of mindset, right? I mean, not I supposed know. to. I mean, you're right. You're right. So, it's not I supposed mean, but, to. I, I mean, I don't even know if it is that kind of mindset. I don't think when people get married, they put a a a stopwatch on it. Mm. No, but but do people throughout the years, first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, when they they get to the holding grudges. I think you don't even know about it till somebody tells you. Because I didn't know about it too till I heard it. Heard about it. I had no idea about any kind of. Sep- I think I probably heard it first on this phone. I heard it at church. At the church? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't even hear it there. I heard it. <laughs> One of y'all told me about it. But T. How, how, hmm? how long? How long were you in your first marriage? How long were you married your, your first time around? And twelve years longer. Wow, wow, that's good. So was a seven year itch in that one, or was it a ten year itch? Or because my my ended after eleven years too. So I don't know, Darren. I mean, I just, I just, again, I didn't even think about it at that point. I think mine when it started going bad, my focus was (laughs) hanging here till the kids get old enough. Right. But, you know but around that seven years that you didn't just start didn't care, you know, see, that's, and that's the thing I'm talking about. You hold grudges where it gets to the point where instead of arguing, I don't feel like arguing anymore, I don't care. The I don't care comes in around the seventh year. So oh, that I don't care was there when I first got married because when you first get married, I mean, before you get married, I mean, you set boundaries. And then, you know, and, and if I say, hey, I don't care about a lot of arguing. So if you argue, you know, just, just to let you know I'm not listening until you, you know. But all of those boundaries and everything are set or supposed to be set at the beginning. I, I thought, I mean, you know, I, even though you try to do it in your in every relationship or situation, mm-hmm. it didn't happen for me in my, my first marriage 
because, you know, being underway and gone six months at a time, you can't really hold your your stuff together. But, you know, the second time around, I know the mistakes from that time, but you still move forward and say, okay, I'm, I'm sticking to these rules, I'm sticking to these to, to this format because, and, and I'm letting her know and she letting me know everything up front so it ain't going to be no surprises, you know, in the middle mm-hmm. of those seven Does it ever days. work that way? Say again? Does it ever work that way? I mean, when you set boundaries in a marriage, you're kind of putting yourself in a box, and that's what ends up happening, right? Somebody explodes and says, I don't like these boundaries. Well, you go. Well, you I mean you should have told me that before we got married, because the way, what we're gonna stick to is what we we, we agree to. Um, just like you know, uh, a lot of and this is where a lot of marriages end, like you said. Uh, let's say if we was going to the clubs and we were swinging, like we had a conversation a couple of weeks about about swinging. You 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 do some swinging and you say, okay, as long as we can keep this up during our marriage, then it's all good. Now, when one person gets saved or one person get a get a epiphany and say, I don't want to do this no more because it's not good for our kids, and the other person ain't on board with this. Now that person can call back the rule to say, hey, you said you can do that from the beginning. Now, now, I'm, that's just a crazy principle. But if you got some good principles, good uh, guided principles that you you know you kind of want to stick to, and they're not ridiculous, and you agree to stick to those, and 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 they're based on a religious factor or based on your mom and them or whoever, then you know now you got some foundation, and and if you go outside of that like cheating or if you go outside of like like you know doing some things you're not supposed to do, now you at whatever itch if it happens at two years or if it happens at twenty years you know you hey we out because you broke some of these rules you broke it, you breaking the covenant. I disagree, bro. I disagree. And and the reason I say that is because there's a difference between having principles and having a checklist. And if you get married with having a checklist, now I've been married for seven years, uh, eight months, and 12 days. I'm mad. And, yeah. Help me. <laughs> but if you have a checklist, you, you realize quickly that your checklist will fade. And... um. And also, when it fades, you'll discover other things about your partner that you didn't bank on. And they're not necessarily bad things either. Like my wife now, I would have never guessed that this um, metamorphosis she's going through right now was even in the cards. Never, if, if you Google my wife, she's very easy to find online uh, from the work she's done and I just never would have guessed that. So I had no way to game plan that. Um, if you have a certain checklist of we're going to do this and this, and if you break it, you know, I'm, i got grounds to get out of here. Personally, I think that's not really principles. That's that's more just uh, markers that you want to have when you met somebody and what you attract, what attracted them to you. And if markers or uh, to-do lists, or what attracted you to a person, then you got to really consider what it is that you find attractive about the person because the market is going to fade one way or another, either through age or through life events. And well, I was trying to avoid saying this, but I'm, I'm, I'm only speaking about godly principles, so that's not either me or oh, you her. Threw the sw- you threw the swingers on out there. 
<laughs> I mean, but I, I was just trying to give other examples, but, you know, the only uh-huh. direct example is, is, I mean, you know, you got biblical principles, and y'all agree to stay to that, and I was trying to avoid saying that because it's not mm-hmm. my study, and I didn't want to go into that, but uh, but that's what, if you say, hey, I'm going off of these principles, and if you agree to go off these principles, then we got mm-hmm. something going. We, we, can, we can move forward because now I have an expectation to, to you as a wife, and here's the expectation that you should have for me as a husband. So, but even that can change because let's say you both, and I can speak to this, you know, my wife was in that straight-up Pentecostal, apostolic, Jesus-only, saving Jesus' name, you need to speak in the tongues in order for you to be saved, belief system. And it's firm, but that's changed. That's evolved, I'll say, over the years. Now, I never was in it so to the point where, you know, you need to have your hat on and no makeup, no to this. But she was. But that never was a contention point. And now she's found a deeper, evolved meaning of God does not stick with, you know, religion. Because you know, in there, they say, you know, if he ain't saved, he ain't the one. It's saved by what we call saved. That, that's, that's how they roll. Um, similar to other religious organizations, you know, checklists of stuff to prove salvation. But, you know, even on a broader sense, somebody might have a, you know, I might believe in God a certain way and, uh, you know, this is God to me. And then five years later, you know, I've learned differently of how God operates. So I can't hold you to the same, you know, guidelines of what I learned. You know, it's, 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 it's too static in order for that to work for 10 years of marriage, let alone 50. Well, yeah, I, I mean, wanna... if you're talking about growth, you're talking about growth in a relationship. That's that's growth and coming to a better and a, and a better understanding of what your beliefs are and you both evolving into into greatness. That Yeah, of course, that can change because... But what if only one person evolves? Now you got a problem. Now you got a problem. Yeah, and I want to go back to... You know, T-Hawk, you were saying that your marriage, your first marriage, you were divorced at 10 or, t- or 12 years or something. Yeah, yeah. But, going, like, looking back to around that seven-year mark, you know, as we're talking about tonight, can you recall, like, and you were saying that, you know, on, on, on some respects that you were kind of waiting it out, you know, as the kids aged and, you know, the older they are, they were, the better they could handle it. But yeah. around the seven-year mark, did it start to deteriorate and you just sort of hung out for three um, or four years after that? or It's hard to say. Um, I will say that I don't really know that my marriage even, my first marriage even qualifies to have this conversation about the seven-year mark. Okay, gotcha. We were, and, and, and the reason why I'm going to say that is because we were, it was doomed from the beginning. Gotcha. Um, I never wanted to get married, and I did it. You know, we had two children, and, you know, and it got to the point where I was getting pressure from all directions. And it's like, well, you got to marry, you got to marry, you got these kids, you know. And she and I talked about it, then all of a sudden she was planning the marriage. So, you know, once that ball starts to roll, you know, you can't stop it. When a woman's planning a marriage, it's a wrap. You know. That's right. Um, 
so so you know it got to the point I got married and I got in it and I, you know after a while I realized I was married. Um, I didn't do anything. I had no interest in doing any kind of marriage maintenance or trying to be a better husband. I was just in this ball and chain relationship, so to speak. I don't really. I mean, it was a marriage, but you know it's not like um, I was a hundred percent devoted to it. So it kind of didn't have a chance. So for yeah. me to say seven-year mark, the one-month mark, I was <laughs> You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. The seven-day mark. Still, exactly. I was still hanging. I didn't, I didn't I didn't. change much of anything. Uh, my yeah. lifestyle didn't change much of anything, just the address and the fact that we, you know, shared the same bed. But other than that, you know, I was still trying to, you know, be married, living, li- living single, like, you know like the topic we had not too long ago. So um, this marriage here would be a better gauge, you know, because I'm actively, this is, you know, something that I pursued, and this is something that there was no child uh, being held over my head like, okay, I got to marry now. See, there was no shotgun wedding type thing going on. So, you know, now I would probably have to say that, you know, pushing up on seven years, I see we're right around the time where things start to go crazy. Supposedly, right? No, <laughs> not supposedly. I'm talking about things I see in my own eyes that start to go crazy. And that's why I asked earlier, was it a myth? You know, because in my marriage, um, and again, again, seven years may be, you know, I mean, there are a lot of famous people that, you know, that right around seven years called the quits. But, um, what I wanted to say, and I hope I, I hope I answered your question, Rodney. But yes, what, you did. What I wanted to to attempt to do, if we could, for those that haven't made it to seven years yet, is just try to dissect it within the seven years from one to seven. What normally happens first? What's the first thing that goes? Or what's the first thing that we realize that we didn't realize before? Like the brother said, he would never picture his wife to be in the place where she is now. He just couldn't see it coming. He couldn't prepare for it. You see what I'm saying? And I'm pretty sure we all have a similar situation where right now we couldn't visualize the woman that we married being in the situation that she's in right now. But what are, what are the first signs and how, like, you know, a lot of people say communication is the first thing to go. When would you all say the communication starts to go bad between one and seven? Stop talking to her. <laughs> yeah. That may be different for a lot of people. Yeah, I think okay. when the when the kids, you know, I mean, you gotta. I hear kids now. Somebody has kids in the background. Um, okay. Okay. What? Hey, oh, sorry about that. The um, I think that's when the communication starts to um. Deteriorates when the kids um, start to get involved, and we did a did a, a, a show many moons ago. I think you did it, Mr. Host, about time, and I think the priorities change, um, and the time you know spent you know inputting into the marriage, you know those sort of things change, and and like like the brother said, I mean, I think that's different 
depending on the couple. But it, I think it does fall absolutely within the, that one to seven, that one to eight. One to seven, one to eight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, over the course of that time, you know, you, the priorities shift. You know, so when the priorities start to shift where Susie's got a basketball game or or Julie's got to, you know, run track or whatever and I've got to take a – I mean, as those priorities shift, you know, that's when, of course, the communication goes because – and and you just don't have the time because you're running here, you're running there because you got these kids and they've got activities, you still got your career. You have probably some hobbies or activities. And it's less of a focus, you know, to sit down and spend that time and communicate and say, hey, you know, how was your day? Because, you you know, it's the end of the day and you're just tired. And whereas before, when you had one kid or no kid, you kind of, that time was just there. You know, where you were just sitting on the couch watching TV and it's like, hey, honey, how, how was your day? Whereas now, you know, over the course of uh, the marriage, the time starts to dwindle. And you have to make a concerted effort, you know, to communicate, to articulate, um, you know, to to your wife. One, one thing I've, I've learned, um, I, when I, I was counseling, my wife and I was counseling this couple not too long ago, and the question that I asked the husband was, when was the last time you took your wife out on a date? And he he said, well, um, it's about, about about six months. She said, try six years. Time had went through this man's mind so quickly that he thought it was literally six months ago when he took his wife dancing. And he, he just... With all honesty, he said six months, and and six. And she said it was that was six years ago, on this day, da 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 da. And I said, well, when the last time you rubbed her feet? And he said, now I know that's been about a year ago. She said, try sixteen years ago. Now I said that because you know when the man, uh, when he's his mental stops, when responsibility kicks up. And and he because he said I listened to this guy. I'm not talking about every guy. I'm just talking about this particular person. Sure. When his responsibilities uh, picked up as far as uh, bills, as the the brother said earlier, uh, as far as the kids having them to go here and there, as far as responsibilities in the church and responsibilities with his with his aunt that he had to take care of because she was sick or whatever. The time had just froze with whatever he had going on with his family. And then by the time he looked up. He was like, man, what did these years go? And why, why are you and I not talking? Why are we not communicating? You know. And and just when time caught up to him, he would. They was on two different pages. Time didn't freeze. I think that's a cop out. What's that? And and let me tell you why. Well, you said time froze. And 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 there's there's something that we do as men in the beginning stages of courtship, and it's self-reflection, self-evaluation. We do that a lot. You know, um, we look in the mirror, make sure our hair is right. I mean, we practice the lines that we're going to use before we call her. You know, we talk to people and say, okay, you know, I'm trying to take her out to dinner. Where's a good place? We take, you know, suggestions. We do our homework. You know what I'm saying? There's certain things that we do. We make sure our car is clean. We get upside the rims and make sure there's no dirt on the on the brakes. 
make sure that, you know, we're smelling good, you know, we're looking good, we go get the clothes right. We do all this self self-examination and make sure everything's good. Whenever she gives us a feedback, we sit back and analyze it. Well, like, I wonder what she meant when, when she said that she liked me. That's when you care. You see what I'm saying? There it is. So then there's a point in time where the self-evaluation, the self-reflection stops. Right. And I think we, we flip it around and we start evaluating her. Opposed to evaluating ourselves. You see what I'm saying? And I think that's when we start to, that's when, the, and I, I don't know when that starts, though, when it starts to, because I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. I don't look in, you know, the mirror as much as I used to. I don't mm-hmm. wash my car as much as I used to. <laughs> my wife used to tell me, look, you need to go get a haircut. You can't, you know, I used to go once a week. I go once a week now, but there was a point where I stopped going once a week. You know, and she was like, look, you need to shave. I'm like, no, I'm already married. I mean, I'm good, We're, you know. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? But it's a certain thing that we go through, you know, just like, you know, the chatter said, the weight. Sometimes we'll let our stomach, you know, get out of proportion mm-hmm. a little bit. Get out of control. Wow. Get out of control. <laughs> we'll, we'll stop exercise. And this is for men because this is this us talking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm pretty sure we'll get on them in a minute. But what I'm saying is for us. There's certain things that we do without the self, you know, the self-evaluation. We kind of kick that to the curb. But I think mm-hmm. we expect the same results when we do that. Right, and 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 that's what I was saying. He 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 expected the sex to continue to pour in, even though he kind of laxed off on uh, on on the whining and dining because he just kind of took it for granted that she wasn't ever going nowhere because they had four kids, and you know, and he gained weight, she gained weight, and. They got their first grandkid coming, and and he kind of just kind of like just laid off and and didn't care, so to speak, in her eyes, you know. Sure, sure. And, and well, well, uh, one thing is probably because um, when you get married, you change, and you know, um, you don't go hang out with your friends, you don't go lift weights with them, or you don't go play ball with them like you used to. Yeah. You know, you're doing more things with quality time with your wife. So you stay at home more. You you eat more. You, you sit down and watch Lifetime more. Something you would probably never do if you ever went back. Which now your dedication is now being dedicated to her needs and not yours. Which you get to a point where you still want to do things, but now that you want to do things outside of the home, there's an argument. Where are you going? Why are you going? Why can't you do this? You need to do this before you go do that. And that that sometimes, and that's around that six, seven years, because everything's hunky dory the first five. Oh, yeah, you can go out, hang out, go party or whatever, keep drinking. But, you know, now, you know, it's like, why you got to be with your friends? Why they got to be over here all the time? Those whys drive men crazy, so you end up saying, well, I'm just going to stop doing everything. I'm just going to be here all the time and sit sit down and figure out stuff around the house. That's why you see men in their 50s always out in the yard. <laughs> no because I wondered, wondered about that. Hey, we all going to get that because, hey, if you don't want any drama, you don't want to hear the why, why, why. You <laughs> the nagging <laughs> wife. Yeah. Cool. So you know what you're saying, but every man's man says, happy wife, happy life. Don't worry about me. If I get fat, hey, it is what it is. 
Yeah, but it sounds like, like we're settling, though. Yeah. But in their mind, they're thinking you just let yourself go. Darren just said something key. He he said that he thinks that it sounds like we're settling. That's it. We yeah, do. But, but yeah, but 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 how did it? And back to the dissection part. How did it get to a point of settlement? Because we don't want to argue. Somebody but, said but, it early. What, I wanted uh, to make a foundation that we don't that, that should not cause an argument. But we I, end I up arguing think, anyway because they I want to get their point across. And we when, put a defense up, so we just don't say anything. Okay, go ahead, Darren. When uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't avoid argument. I mean, I'm not going to argue to it, get to the point where we're just going back and forth. But if we have to go back and forth just to get this to the end, and and because by the end of the day, I'm going to be still standing with the pants on, and I have to make my point and stand my ground on some things that 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 let her know. Now, one thing about being a man and standing our ground is we can't uh, diverse away from our character, or we can't do something out of character that make her question if our next move is right or wrong. Now, and a lot of times, some of us fall short of that. But if we, if we, I'm, this is just me, uh, the way I do in my relationship, you know, I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna stay true to the game, you know, hands down, hands up, you know, sitting down, standing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, you know, hard to the wall because you're gonna see me operating in perfection at all times. So when I say something, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, put my chest out and be like, hey, you're gonna do this because I'm the man and that's what, it, that's the way it's gonna be. And and if you want to argue about that, then you know, hey, you talk to the man upstairs because that's who I'm following. So you need to follow me because I am heading this family, and I'm charged with that, not you. So when we get to those uh, drag out fights, as some people like to call them, I'm gonna win because I'm not gonna get tired. If I get tired of talking, and and she says, well, dang, I won this one. Here come another one right after that, and then I'm holding the grudge, you know, and you know then what? another one after that. You, you know what I've learned? Sometimes when we win, we really lose. Mm-hmm. You, you never win. You never win. Yeah. You but never. See, win. that's what I mean. I tell my wife, if I'm going to try to win a fight, they're because they're marriage breakers. That means I don't care what you say. It's because I said so. It's, it's a marriage breaker. I, yeah. I, I know you're going to win every fight. I just break down and say, okay, and then when when – I come out right, I'll just sit back and just in the back of my head smile. But uh, Again, it's not about winning, though. It's about what God wants for your family or whoever you believe. It's about right. And, and if if right got, got you upset with me, then guess what? We're still going to operate correctly, and you're just going to have to be mad until the next time. And then sometimes... But no, but, go ahead. Well, no, you finish. You finish, and then I'll go. You finish. No, no, I just, I just, I mean, I'm not, with if she has a point, and I would really consider her point, you know, but I, I am being held responsible for what goes on next. You see what I'm saying? If sure. things fall, then, you know, they're looking at me. You know, God's looking at me, and she's looking at me. And then, and if something falls through, like my in my first marriage, I said, well, go ahead and do it. And then once it didn't go through, I was like, well, see, this is your fault. Now we point fingers, and she said, well, you the man. You should have said this. You should have said that. So I said, you know what? You're right. I should have stood up and said, no, we're not doing it that way. 
And guess what? And I learned from that, and I brought this that and this relationship with my new wife. And I don't care. It gets to the point, I don't care if you're mad. If it's the right thing to do what you say, then we're going to go with that. If it's the right thing to do what I say, then we're going to go with that. But either way, if it goes right or wrong, it's still my fault. Yeah, yeah, good words. And the thing that I'm thinking about, you know, as men, we 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 have that title, head of household, and we know that no matter what happens, um, it's gonna come back on us. But is there times when we can get in our own way? We, we you know we can take that too far. You know what I mean? Opposed to saying, well, you know, I'm going to prove that I'm the man. I'm going to stand my ground, which is theoretically the right thing to do. But are we standing our ground when it's not time to stand our ground and when it's time to just compromise and just make her? So when she goes away, she's not mad, she's happy? Or she's 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 like, okay, you know, we compromised on this one. What wife is ever happy? Hmm? What wife is always happy 100% of the time? Well, we're not saying always happy, but, you know. At, I happy mean, about that point, situation? Yeah, just happy about the outcome of the situation. I mean, are we standing our ground to the point where we we may win the argument, but we still sleeping butt to butt? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Win the battle but lose the war. Lose That's the war. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It happens. You know, but that's I'm the why, man. I ain't getting that's up, why but I'm the man. I, you know. That's why guys give up. That's why. The main purpose, they have that good prize, that kryptonite that we got to have. And nobody wants to sleep butt to butt. <laughs> that's a new no. one. Butt to butt. <laughs> butt to butt. No one, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, you know, it, it's it's it's... it's and they will hold out till you give in. Yeah, yeah. So just like uh, the gentleman other said, we we can't win unless we give in. Unless you can give us an example, so I can try. <laughs> I mean, if you got it to work, somebody needs to let us know. When, when you look at it that way, though, now it's a tug of war, and it doesn't. And, and, and I'm just saying, when you when you look at a marriage, it's not about. I won this round, you won that round. No, you won the last five rounds, and I'm going to get this one in. No, it's not about that. It's about, look, well, what is the best direction? What does God want us to do? And let's let's pray about it. And whatever comes up, you know, and I'm going to be the one to go do the praying. And you can do your own praying. To hopefully, hopefully, you know, your selfishness don't get in the way of the executive decision because, Either way, it's going to be made by me, and he's going to. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to go bombard heaven until he give me the uh, the actual answer. And when I bring back down the answer, agree with it or not, that's what we're doing. And sometimes the answer comes back that I got to do what she recommended or she considered. I got to consider what she had. Uh, she suggested, and then but she looks at it like a win. She'd be like, "Yeah, I told you. No, look, <laughs> okay, fine, that's fine, but." Don't look at it as a win or lose. Let's look at it as what's right and what's better for the family. I'm not trying to combat you. You're not my enemy. You're my wife. You're supposed to be my rib. I ain't never seen no rib kicking his own behind. That's a good word. Well, I got like an um, observation here. Shoot. If it really is 
you know, if your relationship really is aligned where the woman, I'm not saying you, just I'm saying in general, if it's really aligned that, okay, my wife understands that, hey, we humans, we're going to see stuff differently, um, but at some point we're going to have to bring this for God and whatever the answer is, that's it. Well, if she's really in line with that, the human disagreement is going to fade faster and faster because ultimately you know where you're going. Right. If it's not that, then that's a communication issue between husband and wife. I, I don't know about that. Wait, say, say, say that one more time, sir. If I said that if it's a really a relationship of, okay, we see things differently, but ultimately you take this to God, come back with the answer, what is it for the household? If that's what it is, that's what you're going to get to eventually. But if you come back with an answer and say, you know, okay, you were right in this situation, and your wife's response is, I won, then that's not really a relationship where it's a give this to God and let's see what the answer is. I don't, I don't, I don't see how that, that, that Well, you got to look at the history of women. You got to look at how. Oh Lord. I mean, you. If you look at, I'm, I'm just, I'm just the history of women. The, wow. the reason, the reason. We don't why, have enough time for that. Well, I'm, I understand, but I'm, I'm just saying when, in, in reading the Bible, I, I find all kind of women, and and my wife fit every category, and women are gonna change their mind. Women gonna say this, and then it's gonna turn around and say that. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I was just reading about. Uh, Sarah, how she one told Abraham, go in there and sleep with that woman, and encouraged him to do it. And then as soon as she right. got pregnant, she got married, and she got mad with Abraham and said, "It's your fault. I'm feeling like this." So right, but he knew, never consulted God about that. Though. He never did. He oh, never hold, hold did. On, well, no, no, he did. He hey, did. No, God already hey. told him. God already had told him your 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 lineage is going to come from your wife, and she right. changed it and flipped it and said, "Hey, no." Going to this lady right here because I'm too old and I done tried it with you for ten years and my legs getting tired and all that other stuff. And then he did what what she told him to do, and it went belly up. And she gets mad with him and say, "It's your fault. I'm feeling like this." And then now he gotta follow her or go ahead and do what you want to do to her. Go ahead and beat that pregnant woman. I, I think one of the biggest issues with men and women, and I have to tell my wife this all the time. I have to constantly remind her. Because this is not a one-shot-you're-done type issue. Uh, men are wired differently. Women are wired differently. Women think that everybody sees it from their perspective. And they think that the way that they're going to react, that's the way everybody's going to react, even you, their husbands. And I have to constantly remind my wife that everybody's not you. Everybody's not going to do it the way you would do it. And so... You have to keep that in mind. We are focused on the objective, the overall objective. We could care if she's right, if I agree with her or not. You know, I take it to the Lord, and it just so so happened to go in line with what you were saying already. We don't care. We're moving on to the next thing because that's how we're wired. But they don't understand that. They want us to overanalyze, and they want, you know, well, what about this? And, you know, what about that? And sometimes we get drawn into that. I mean, you know, since we're going to kick it biblical, you know, I'm going to dare to get out there. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Samson and Delilah. You know, Samson was told never tell, you know, the strength of his head. The moment he said about the strength of his head, he thought Delilah was just like him. She'd keep it, you know, keep it a secret. And the next day, you know, she used it to hurt him. No, he knew she wasn't like him because he, he had practice with her. And she had she told it all. 
was he on track? He should have woke up from that. I feel yeah. like, I mean, that's a little different. I feel that's I trip, the second time. Hey, it didn't work. I'm uh, just playing with you, babe. It's not really that. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's not like the little jokey things, though. That's what got me. Like, you wake up, and she got that look of, I got this N-word. Nah, baby, I'm just joking. I don't, that's not really how I lose my power. Uh, okay. How do you lose your power, though? Yeah. <laughs> that old best is small. <laughs> so, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. So if, if we take it back to... And I just want to go back. I just got to go back to the beginning, the beginning of it, of of, of everything. When we take it back to, because I think P-Town said something about we just get tired of fighting. Right, P-Town yeah. said we just get tired to the point where, you know, because there's a chatter on here that says married men don't talk because you can't get a word in. <laughs> we get tired, man. We get tired. You, oh, yeah. Nobody wants to compete against that. No. But, but you're right. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Mr. Oates. I've yeah. never heard a wife complaining about her husband talking too much. I've I haven't heard, heard that, that either. I've never heard that. that. I, yeah. Never heard that. She, on, she, she ain't never heard him talk that much. That's why. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we don't. Yeah, we're so quiet. We, we exactly. get to the point where we, but but again, that's that sounds like defeat to me. And 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 let me tell you why. And I hate to keep going back to the courtship stage, but when we there was nothing that defeated us when we were trying to get with them, nothing. And we all succeeded because we married them. So there was nothing. The mother, the father, the relatives, the girlfriends, all that that played a role in us not getting what we wanted. We still got around all that. The nose, the hundred nose, you know what I mean. The not on the first night, all that. Yeah, I don't really know you that well. We got around all of that. And now, when we get married, it seems as though we get defeated to the point where it's like, well, yeah, we'll forget about it. I don't want to talk about it no more. How do we get to that point? I mean, you get to that point because uh, you you really you, you don't have the attention of the woman to get her to really listen to you. And you, you've tried different ways, and you're still unsuccessful. So the next best thing for you to do is just shut the hell up. Let us, you know, have it. <laughs> let her have it. <laughs> you know, you, you you know what I'm saying because you you haven't figured out a way to get her to really effectively listen. Not be quiet while you talk. I'm talking about listen. Sure. Actually, take the words that you say and successfully perform an action that you could interpret by the words that you've given her. That's effective listening. You know, a lot of women don't know what that means. They just think, if I shut up, then I'm listening. No, that's not it. Mm, talk to them. So you don't know how to get to that point with her. So you get confused, and you just throw your hands up and say, all right, well, you know what? The less, the, As long as it's quiet, let me just try quiet. But let me ask you this, brother. Is effective listening continuing to chat in the chat room while you're talking? <laughs> no. 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 Hey, I'm kidding. Hey. I'm kidding. Keep hey, you talking. Kidding. Your your wife's on Instagram updating the status. Nod your head while you're talking. That's not a good conversation. That's not a good conversation. Right. <laughs> if you're talking and your wife is answering you by giving updates and comments on Instagram about what you're saying and how she ain't really hearing it, 
that's not a good conversation. Yeah, that's probably. <laughs> that's not effective listening. Still wrong in his mouth. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So, 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 Ike. Yes, sir. Good words, brother. You always have good words. Oh man. But, but, but right now, we enter the danger zone, and the reason why I'm saying that because this seven year mark and the seven year itch. When I was doing the little bit of research that I did this afternoon, it had the word adultery all over it. Yeah, what about it? And it just says that it just speaks to the point where when 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 the communication gets so bad and now it's the ball and chain and it's like, oh, you don't look the same. You yeah. don't love me no more. You uh-huh. don't talk to me no more. Yeah. And now people are looking for outside sources. Absolutely. People that's, are looking that's for other looking ways. At the single life. Absolutely. You remembering your single life. Absolutely. Because the single life was fun seven years ago. Yeah. So you start flirting with folks. The single life was fun seven years ago. Remember seven years ago when you had sex with a girl? Such fun times. And the condom would break. Yep. And then you'd have to go get checked for AIDS and pray to the Lord if you get me out of this one. Yeah. I'll never, ever, 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 ever do this again. Remember them single times? See, you don't ever think about them times seven years ago. I think he's funny. <laughs> Only thing you think about is when you're running through the Beyonce's and the Alicia Keys and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody lying. Seven years ago, everybody was lying. Every single person I talked to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, you don't remember, you know, the droughts. <laughs> the droughts. Oh, don't talk about the droughts. Bro. It, you know, I don't know, you know, it, hey, some people never experienced the drought. I just wasn't that fortunate. Yeah, I experienced the drought. I've had the drought. Yeah, no doubt. But see, when you had that seven-year mark, the only thing you're thinking about, you know, Satan's real good at making it look real pretty, mm-hmm. is the high times. The high times. The high times are beautiful. Beautiful. But instead of just taking stock in the fact that I found a life mate right here, so I don't have to go through all of those downs of single life. But instead of taking time to working toward her, I'm just going to go and recapture those, only the highs of the single life. Mm. That's all I'm going to try to get. And you're going to fail every time. Because mm. it always comes with the highs and the lows. But you don't even think about the lows. You don't even think about being 40-some years old in the club. Mm. Not a good look. When wow. you do go go to an event... Where people your age are, most of them married. That's right. And what, you how the you oddball. look? You the oddball. What you doing there, single? How you look? Or you show a young thing from Bowie State? How you look? And everybody think it's your daughter. <laughs> how you look? Mm-hmm. You know, so you know we don't cut think the about mustache that. off, trying to look young. Yeah, we don't <laughs> think about that, bitch. <laughs> so we either gonna put the time in with our wives. Or we're going to go foolishly trying to recapture only the highs of single life, and you're going to fail each and every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I found, too, man, is that um, if you don't really, people say, well, I would do all that height, but, you know, my wife, she ain't met a deal at Dunkin' Donuts that she don't like. And my wife basically looked like I got a buy one, get two offer. She done doubled up everything in her size since we right. married. And, and what I found, though, is a lot of times, man, if you change, like somebody said earlier, if you change your approach right. into how you are, then they're going to follow and you want to rekindle, you know, basically what you're looking for. 
It's absolutely. Everything. And um, you don't like your, your wife and gain 50 pounds? And, you know, well, okay. What is it that, because just like the same thing you said, or somebody said about um, uh, you prep yourself and did all the little checks and balances before you went out the door on the hot dates and you analyze everything. She did the same thing. She did the same thing with her girlfriend. She said, I wear this, she said, I wear that. Two inches, or she had to do the four inches, but I don't want to look too desperate. You right. Know, all that stuff. Looking at her, making sure enough of her butt show, but not too much. Right. Does it say butt show? attractive, or does it say I'm desperate? And she right. Desperate butt come show. back. Oh, whoa, whoa. Whoa. That stuff will come shit. back, man. It'll it's come back shit, and man. As, as she becomes thirsty again for the relationship. She becomes... Thirsty on the rhythm. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. You, you, you know, when there's somebody, when there's something you really show. want, you come for it. That's that's a new, you know, little phrase of the of the month right now. Being thirsty, you desperate. But the reality is, if it's something that you really want, you're going to be thirsty for it. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and you hard. have no shame for it either. You know, y'all play basketball, play five games of rough outside in 88 degree sun. You're thirsty, and you have no shame about it. Nah, I'm cool. Nah, I'm good. I'll wait till I get home. No, no, this free Gatorade, I want to nail. You're and, thirsty. And you know, T-Hawk, just to caveat back on your point, um, quit looking for that one-trick pony with your marriage. Mm. You're, not, you're not done at one time. There's no one thing you can do that one single time, and everything is going to fall into place. Mm. You have constantly constantly continue to reinvent your marriage with your wife. Uh-huh. You ain't perfect. It's going. It's like technology. It's going to advance. It's going to be something new, something different you need to be doing. You need to innovate. Innovate how you relate to her. You got to do it. Because if not, you're going around thinking you the man, and, you know, you get seven-year itch, and then, you know, you sitting there in counseling talking about it's been six months. It's been six years. No, it's been a year. No, it's been 16 years. And, then, you know, it's like, oh, well, I guess we're getting a divorce. Hey, let me ask you a question. Sure. When you at this seven-year mark or seven-year itch, um, have you actually evaluated the guys who actually still say, I love you to my wife, to their wife? You know, um, because a lot of times when, 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 when you're at that mark or some guys, they say, you know, I don't say I love you no more because you know she know I love her. Uh, uh, do 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 people still? Is that could that be one of the problems and the reasons? Yeah, yes, that's violation. I ain't never heard of that. I'm guilty of it, but that's violation. Oh, for real? I'm guilty of it, man. My I love you slacked off, and I don't, you don't know why. Tell I tell your wife you love her. I do, but the, my, not as much as I did in the beginning. Right, and it's right. the different fervency how you say it sometimes. You know I love you. Yeah. You know, I like you. Yeah, you know, I like you. you know. Or is that, you know, you're getting out of the door. All right, take care. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I love you. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know stuff like this that still happened. I mean, I didn't know this happened. This was possible. Yes, sir. And, yeah, possible. Re- and People get divorced, Ike. People get divorced. And yeah. most of them in seven years. Well, hold on. Now, I was divorced in nine, so I hung in for two. Yeah, yeah. But so you know what happened to the last day of you got two years extra credit is what you got. <laughs> extra credit. <laughs> two years. Yeah, right? And you think nothing of it. Like the man who thought six months were really 16 years, you'll do that and think nothing of it. And your wife may not even think nothing of it because it becomes the norm until 
somebody else who notices your wife and they take an interest in it because they're humans and they say, you know, you know, Helen, you look really lovely today. I'm not trying to be forward, but you know, you really you dress really well. I like how you put this stuff together. Oh, oh, thanks, Tom. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, you know what? Sudden, she now feels, ooh, girl, I saw you over there talking. Girl, you know I'm married, but it's, I mean, it's all nice to have a compliment. I'll tell you that. Mm. All of a sudden, now something reinvigorated in her innermost intimate parts. You know, her, her soul, how she feels about having somebody notice her. And now she starts taking notice of, you're not doing it. Mm. You know? <laughs> Guys you, do it too. Uh, Guys do it too. Women. You know, don't talk about it. Don't. Then all of a sudden, somebody works. You know, you know. Hey, uh, Chris, I like how you uh, dress, man. You, you do that girly well. You think so? This. Oh yeah, that's, that's nice. I like it. All of a sudden, now he just feels like he on top of the world, and now he got a Gold's Gym membership, and he's all of a sudden dressing at Macy's instead of Ross's because he feels different about himself. Wow. Well, one one thing one thing about it, you know, if your wife and you are honest with each other, um, you know, uh, like it, it was like three times in a row that um, since I've been dating my wife, going, you know, we've been married, I've opened the door for her, and uh, and other people at church started noticing their husbands not doing that. So one time, three times in a row, I did not open the door for her for you know because it was raining or. Uh, I pulled up to a spot and just dropped her off or whatever the case may be. Uh, she came on that fourth time. She said, hey, uh, I noticed you ain't opening the door for me. I was like, really? Oh, my bad. It, you know, and I get back on track. And mm-hmm. and, and that kind of nudges me, you know, because of communication. It gets me back on track to, to continue to do the things I did when I once dated her. And the same with her. I'm like, look, you know, I'm we, we you know, we used to get it in about, three, four times a week. You know, last week we only got it in once. So somebody got to do something. You know, she's like, what? It's only been, let me get to work. You know, so we have a, I mean, sometimes, the, you know, the relationship is good like that. And, and But even if it's not, I still tell her, hey, you know, just because, you know, we mad with each other, you mad with me, that don't mean you can't be, you know, withholding some <laughs> stuff from me, you know. <laughs> the tax man is still coming. Yeah, your bill's got to be paid. I mean, you know, the way I look at it is, you know, I'm talking about brothers telling their wives, I love you. Not so much for someone else showing her attention. I mean, but you never know. You could be at a marathon in Boston this past yep. week. That's my whole mm-hmm. thing, man. Talk could've, about it. You've been on a plane heading to L.A. on September 11th. Mm, talk about it. So the way me I look at it, me and my wife work in D.C. So I always look at it like this may be the last day I see her. That's right. So you I'm going to tell you. these days. You never know. It ain't going to be like, hey, yo, ditto, you know. <laughs> <laughs> ditto. Man, I, mean, that's, I mean, that's just, you got to profess them feelings, man. So, so, so. Um, there's things that happen in in a relationship that happen in a lot of relationships, and it kind of happened in my first marriage, and I kind of forgot about it till tonight. And that is, there was one point um, that I moved my bed into the spare bedroom. Mm, mm, 
Mm. I had this bed that I bought, a California King. And I bought it, so it's my bed. That's Just your I, bed? Just your bed. That's how I used to roll back then. My bed, my money, my bed. I'm buying it. What year, was that? what year was that? Do you remember? What year was that? I, I don't remember. I don't remember. I was a grown man. Yeah, I was a grown man. So I took, and it, and this was an extra bedroom. This wasn't no, this was an extra bedroom. It wasn't no big bedroom. I mean, the bed took up the whole room. Now, that's what you call spiteful. I'm trying to tell you, this bed, look, look, this bed is humongous. That's- you, 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 I had to have a friend of mine just help me move the mattress. That's how it did the bed. Hold up, hold up. So you, you, you had a falling out. And you, you actually called somebody else in who obviously felt the tension in the household when he walked in. Hey, bro, listen, I'm going to need you. Yeah, grab that in right there. Grab that in. Turn it to the side. Yeah. Hey, how you doing, miss? Fine, how are you? Yeah. Oh. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And then, and then took the little full-size joint and put it back in the master bedroom and said, yeah, you can sleep on that. No. Oh, cruddy. Cruddy. That's what I did. That's what I did. Hey, look, I, I put it out there. That's exactly what I did. That's what I did because, because I didn't have no sense. I was a manly man that didn't care, and I wanted to have my way. Man, I'm just trying to tell you. Look, I'm keeping it real. I'm keeping no, it right. I appreciate it. You know what that's I'm saying? Funny. That's exactly that's exactly what I did. I said I'm gonna have my way. <laughs> Things ain't happening the way I want them to happen. And if it ain't, I ain't gonna sleep in here with you. And I'm taking my bed. T-Hawk, and I moved my bed to the other room. <laughs> Going to get a beer one day. Man. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. But anyway, <laughs> the point, the, the the moral of this story is. <laughs> I don't know who <laughs> the moral to this story. There ain't no moral to the story. But what I'm trying to get out of this is... Yeah, heat and air conditioning in the room? Did you screw the vent shit? No, no, I mean, we had the central joint working on, man. I ain't go that hard, man. You, you know, uh, you know I ain't. Suffocated up in the joint. You know what I mean? No, well, well, well nothing that. But I was, I was obviously wrong. I shouldn't have took the bed. I didn't leave her without a bed. I just put the other bed in there. The bed, that she, the bed that she brought. You know what I mean? Here's your bed back. It wasn't a. Hey, you was living in the California King. I took the California King too. California King. Man, I though. was. I was. Look, I was. I was. I was miserable, but I felt I had a good night's sleep. <laughs> wow, this guy. Yeah, but anyway, to oh. make a long story short, and within the seven-year mark, where do we get? Because I hear a lot of people. They do what I just did. Maybe they didn't take the bed, but they have vacated the the, the marital bedroom. They vacated. I'm out going somewhere else. And I know right. I did it. But when does it get to that point where you feel as though I can't even sleep with my bride in? Well, that happens a lot earlier, man. It's it's exactly when there's anything there isn't Not, exactly I mean, when, yeah, yeah. There, there's a point where just like a garden, something will grow and not be dealt with then, and all of a sudden, that weed takes on roots, and the roots take on life and ends up taking over your garden. It's it's stuff that, you know, you say, well, we'll just, we'll just agree to disagree on it and not deal with it. And I'm just right. I ain't going to speak about this no more. But it still lingers, and the stuff builds, and it's never resolved, you know, whether that's, you know, money issues and sex issues or, you know, you having your friends over. I'm tired of seeing all these 
the girlfriends of yours over here every weekend. I can't enjoy it again. Whatever it is. It becomes that and develops into something else. It never ends up being the original thing or things. It starts off with things and it develops the feelings that end up building animosity layers on top of it. And now it's just that. Feelings. Pain. I can't stand you because you always get on my nerves. You always trying to, you ain't your mama. You've been taking stuff. And then you, you can't even remember to trace the root of it because you never dealt with the root. Root's gone. Yeah, that's that's some way in the past. Now you got to make a decision. Look, I got pride to swallow. She does. She mm. may or she may not. I can't make my determination on swallowing pride based on if she will or not. So I value this, or at least what I had in this relationship uh, before all this nonsense started. Let's end it. She may do it originally. She may not. Everybody is, you know, uh, marriage partner stuff. Some might be that night. Some might be like, well, whatever. But when you come full circle like that, if there really is love and not a chess match going on, she going to acquiesce eventually. A day, two days, two hours, whenever. And it's going to be full. If it's not, you'll find out soon enough. You know, one, one thing about, you know, uh, my wife, when I tell her when we when we speak, you know, a lot of people in her family think that um, uh, they say to her that you know your husband just controls you just because I won't, I won't let her go pick up everybody in the in the family on the family reunion day and 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 drop them all off and nobody give her gas money. So uh, so I'm the bad guy because she used to do that kind of thing, but now she's married to me, she don't. So now they they talk to her as if you know well, you let your husband control you and this and that and they say all kind of bad things about me but and and then when she brings it to me she comes to me hurt you know because she's like how why do they say that you know why you know just just to talk in conversation cuz she hurt and um and I say well you know first of all if you if that holds any water what they saying, all you got to look up and open your eyes look around you and then you go over this to where they are then you look around them and then, you know, and it could be a sign of jealousy. It could be a sign of, you know, a, a, a lot of other things. But, you know, I'm your husband, and you have a good you you have a good marriage. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it, do you have a good marriage? And I ask her, you know, uh, do you have a good marriage? Do you, feel, do you feel that I control you? And if you do, then let's do this report card thing so we can get this right. But if you think that everything is good, then why are you listening to that? You know, so, so I, I, we constantly have to talk because that keeps the enemy out of the relationship and that's how I really feel it, it, it smothers him out every time a thought that doesn't belong to one of us get in our head hey I got a question to ask you you know well go ahead shoot hey um I seen the way you're looking at that chick in church what was she saying to you oh, oh you know hey well you know she told me that da 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 you know and you know that dress was tight you know on her yeah. you know I kind of <laughs> I'm, and I'm I'm completely honest with her, and I say, you know, but that keeps me from looking, you know, at the chick the next Sunday because I know my wife is looking at me. <laughs> so that keeps the enemy, that keeps it suppressed. You see what I'm saying? That keeps my eyes where it's supposed to be. That keeps her kind of on point. And it's not, a, it's not a control to me. I used to think it was, but I was like, why are you all in my business? But now it's like, you know what? Now that you ask me about it, I need to be more aware because you're not the only one that's seeing me look at somebody like that. 
Because on Sunday, them them toes coming out, you know, this summertime, and they, these legs is coming out, and these fish, I mean, everything is coming out, and, and people just seem like they're leaving the club, coming straight to the church. Mm. So, you know, wondering eyes, I mean, I, I got to admit, I got them too, you know, and, and if somebody come across me with a, with a short skirt on and you can see the thong print in the in the dress. Oh, oh. I'm like <laughs> my 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 You <laughs> just gave the brothers a visual. <laughs> oh, oh. But no, I'm just saying this is this is how bad it is and then if 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 everybody see this person and they're knowing that they're the person is looking for attention, they looking at the men who's looking at this person. And I don't wanna be looked at as dang, Deacon Darren looking at the girl too. What's up with that? You know, I'd rather my wife catch me and say, look, I noticed you looking at old girl's butt. I'm like, oh, man, I wasn't trying to do that. I, you know. But you know what? The fact that, that she'll do that, that speaks volumes about the maturity of your relationship. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Right? That speaks volumes, dude. Because think of all the uh, Jerry Springer-like chicks, what, what they would say in there. They'll wait during the service. Oh, yeah. During the service. Oh, I know. I didn't just catch your eyes cutting up to the side. What do you think you do? No coof at all. The fact that your wife would come like that and say, hey, you know, I saw you looking, you know, is it something, something that, you know, that you work on? It's just, oh, I'm sorry, babe. That's the volumes, man. But that, yeah, but I, mean, I mean, I made sure that I got a woman this time that was older than I was. <laughs> That so is so funny. She's older to me. than me, and she's more, much more mature in certain things, and you know, it was a strategy for picking a whack this time. Well, mm-hmm. my boss, my boss always says, you know, uh, hire up and marry up. But I find that uh, so funny that your wife would come to you it's like, yeah, I, I saw you talking to her. She, she fat, ain't she? <laughs> I mean, there's so many <laughs> words. <laughs> I mean, you know, she she wasn't happy. No, no, I don't, don't want to give y'all the wrong impression. She wasn't happy. She was just like wondering, you know, like, hey, you, you got to cut that out because I'm I'm seeing you gawking at her, and I don't remember gawking at nobody. Not the gawking. Yeah, you, she said she threw out the big word, and I was like, I don't I don't gawk at her. You know, it's just like, yeah, I mean, you know, everybody knows she ain't have on no drawers. I said, for oh. real, she ain't have on no drawers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's Very immediate responses. I ain't noticed all that. Right, right. that that that, that that's what it was. Lying. You know, you know. but I had to I had to respect her for just you know kind of checking me and putting me in this place. So the following Sunday we went to church. I made sure I was concentrating <laughs> on not looking at people. He was looking at the microphones and the <laughs> offering plate only. And, yeah, everything <laughs> was peripheral. Yo, is is that just hey, the man? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I, I, uh, this is just kind of a, an extension from this. Um, something I actually just saw today as I was doing some other research. Y'all, I ain't going to for the story, but y'all know the story with Jamal Bryant, right? You know what? I actually watched that video that you told us about the last time. But, but yeah, but go ahead. I don't know okay. the whole story, but I heard something about kids or something In like short, that. Jamal Bryant's church grew from like 50 in Easter 2000 to upwards to like three, 5,000 within a couple of years. I mean, he was basically like the fastest-growing AME church in the country. And, you know, with that came, you know, everything that happens in a lifetime ring, man. Well, anyway, his wife, you know, model, beautiful woman. He cheated on his wife. I think he had a kid with somebody in the church, kept it hush-hush. Somehow it came out, you know, 
came out here to go ahead and you know present himself to the church. And I found his wife. Actually, I thought he reconciled it, but they ended up divorcing. And I saw something Roland Martin did recently uh, about him. You know, now up to the and I'll be the first to admit it. That's exactly what I told you about um, Jamal Bryant. I'm still the man. Speak. Oh, yeah. That's exactly how I felt, man. Like this dude is corny. And I saw something different just today because I saw a contrite man that realized that. You know, I basically had not just a fall, but I really uh, had to have a humbling experience. Like he was talking about his church now, man, uh, or at least after a couple years after that, went from, you know, five, 6,000 people to down to hundreds. People left. And, you know, his wife left. And he said that um, he said the most humbling thing really was I knew that had I not gotten a divorce, and been and been humbled by it, I would have done it again. Even after all that. He said, I would have done it again. And he said, nobody ever, you know, you spend time building up the man and, and the preacher, but nobody actually spent time in terms of correcting me about me before I hit the mainstream of it. Because he said, I've been preaching, I was doing national conferences at 29. You know, I was, I was in the forefront. And I said, wow, here's a guy who, Basically saying that I messed up, not so I can win my ministry back, but I'm at I'm at a point where I understand what I took for granted. And I said, "Wow, that's really powerful." Maybe maybe see Jamal Ryan in a totally different light today. Mm. You know, and I also thought about like here's another example. Now, before he made his fall, I'm sure he's seen other people who were just as broadcast who did their own thing. And said, nah, not me. And there's going to be other people who are looking at him. He's like 42 now, I think, who are looking at saying, nah, not me. Mm. Including me. Mm. <laughs> Including me. You know, it's, I, I don't want to go into that story with it, but I mean, that's something God was telling me years ago, like seven, eight, ten years ago, as far as um, being really dutiful about where your eyes go and, and how you. Um, Guard yourself against because uh, you're just telling you're not ready for the kind of uh, wilds that are out here. You're not ready for it, but you need to start getting prepared now. And to see this man say that all those things, like wow, this is that's powerful. So, so you saying you don't look at other women? No, you see other women, but the thing is, what exactly do you expose yourself to? You know, how far do you really trust in your own willpower? Because when you start with that, oh, it's just a lunch date. Oh, we just talk about feelings, you know, we just text and stuff like that. I've had that happen a couple times, man, where I would start talking to somebody, you know, post-marriage, and it really was just about, you know, send a message. You know, we talk and text and stuff, but it's like 11, 12 o'clock, you know, and when you throw in the messages out there, it's, it's really just about random stuff. But when you spend that kind of intimate time talking to somebody, Things are going to crisscross between the two of you. Could be inadvertent, could be just as you know innocent as can be, but you're going to crisscross small messages um, when you spend that kind of intimate time with somebody. And it was a prick in my spirit about this is what I'm talking about. Be careful because this can grow very quickly. You, be careful. You, 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 and you know, I'm glad you finished. I'm glad you kept saying what you was going to say. 
And the reason why, because at 10.00, 10.30 p.m. tonight, I wanted to flip this topic and get a little serious. But I think that you kind of went, you took it there, but I'm going to keep it going. For those that just came on, the, the, the topic for the night is the seven-year mark, which kind of translates to the seven-year itch. But what I want to talk about right now, as men, as head of households, being in a marriage from 1 to 7, 1 to 10, 1 to 20 years, can we be smart enough to know when our marriage is under attack? Oh, yes, sir. We can? We we should be. Now, whether you want to ignore it or not, that's up to you. But we should be uh, always on the lookout for the enemy. I mean, but, but let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Do we even know the signs? Uh, we should know the signs. <laughs> we, the signs we, we should that your marriage is under attack, or that yeah. you, or, or that your marriage is susceptible to being compromised. Well, every marriage is susceptible to being compromised. I mean, let's just put it out there. I'm talking about ours individually. Do we know uh, our marriage is under attack? Or I, go ahead, go ahead, I right, go ahead. I think a marriage is always under attack. Okay. When you say attack, you mean by other outside, like women. You know, somebody you guys are having an affair. I mean, it could be from anything, but Satan. I think it's all a marriage is always under attack by Satan. Always, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. That's right. The enemy come looking like a woman wearing a skirt with no drawers. Mm. Right. Mm. But but you know, but you know, but you know what what brings God back into the equation when your wife check you on it. So <laughs> so that's what that's what that's what keeps you in line. That's what I was saying earlier. That keeps the enemy away when you're confronted. With a conversation about something you done did that was, you know, not totally right or not not seen as right by your wife or other people. I saw yeah, you looking at Satan in church today. Well, guess what? Well, guess what? That's that's the small stuff. What about the big stuff when he's mm-hmm. got you believing that your wife is the enemy? Wait, when the, when wait, say that one more time. When he's got you believing that your wife is the enemy. Well, how could he? Wait a minute. So you giving power? To the enemy to make you. It's think not you giving wife. power. It's not you giving power. I mean, let, I mean, th- think about it this way: when you're in an argument, when somebody's in an argument with their spouse, five years in, six years in, they don't, they're not talking. Everything that their spouse does is wrong. It's always your fault, your fault, your fault. Never my fault, your fault. You're always in in combat mode with your spouse, and instead of saying, "Okay, it's got to be something else," because this ain't really them. Now you're putting all the blame on your spouse. Well, one one thing about us men, and I keep saying us men because if we create the storm, we don't expect any rain. And we got to look at the root of why did she get or how did we get here. And, and, and it's always something that has happened that has triggered what we didn't have a conversation about. Like your book says, Married Men Don't Talk. It was something that was brewing that we hadn't talked about, that we should have spoke about, that made her think that she won a conversation when it was totally out of character and we should have said something. And then now it's exploded into something greater, and now we're trying to fight back with our little bitty voices. You know, in her in her mind, it's, it's little because you let her get away with A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Now it's like, well, why you get all the way to Z? Now you want, why you want to stick your chest out now, you know? Uh, my my first marriage, it was case in point. I I always told her yes, 
And then as soon as she said, we're going to buy a BMW, I said, no, we're not doing that. And she said, you're not my father. I said, right, I'm your husband. Well, look, I've been doing all this all this time. It's been 10 years. I got it, I got it, I got it. And then, you know, she does it, and I still don't say nothing. I'm just in awe with my mouth open, like, I can't believe you went out and bought a BMW without my – and you signed my name? And I forgot I gave a power of attorney, you know. So you, you give the, a woman that much power, then you turn her into Jazzville. And and we don't realize that we do that by our own hand. And then now 10 years or 7 years in, now we're trying to get a voice and say, okay, enough is enough. She don't want to hear that. Somebody help me out here. Somebody help me out. Rodney, where you at? Me here, bro. Okay, the brother just talked about Jamal Bryant. Mm-hmm. Pastor. Mm-hmm. Mega church in Baltimore. I forgot mm-hmm. the number he said of how many, how big his congregation was. It was in the thousands. How many? But I, but I, I do remember the number that he said is down to the hundreds. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah the, the enemy did a drive-by in that church. I mean, it is what it is. We can start saying, okay, yeah, well, you know, uh, you know, he messed up. Why'd he mess up? We know better. We know better. We know about Sally at work. Yeah, and, 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 and the problem <laughs> We all is, got a decision to make, right? Yeah, and the problem is that with pastors, you know, their, their attack is like ten times what we get. Ten times what we get. Yeah, I got a friend as a pastor. He got caught uh, out there. I think I told y'all about that. No, I don't remember. Yeah, I asked y'all how to approach that. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Get up to him, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a pastor. When you're on that level, it's going to come. It's, it's, it's crazy. Because yeah. it affects so many when you fall. Yeah, people people that that he probably preaching better sermons now. Now that he's been humble, and now he definitely need about five thousand members. Yeah, but he got to get them back now. Right. Yeah, yeah. Else. See, that's what the enemy wanted. See, now he's preaching as a man that's that has fallen, you know, and, and now he's trying to pick himself back up. And the enemy don't want people to hear that word. No. Mm-mm. Enemy wants you to say, "Oh yeah, I knew it. I knew it was some BS. I knew it." I knew he was knew worthless. He was taking, taking my money, buying them custom suits. I knew he was just like everybody else. Yep. That's what the enemy wants you to do. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's and um, I can't speak for them other guys, man. I can't speak for Ty Trivet and Jamal Bryant and and them, but I know with me at least, maybe I'm gonna ask y'all. I've at least gotten promptings in my spirit years in advance, like early, early learnings and warnings of you need to work on this, you need to work on this, because when it comes, you're not going to be prepared. It's too late to figure it out when the attack happens. you got to make yourself sensitive. When I, and I'll give you a prime example. It'll be simple things like uh, I remember one time when I was in Philly. This is like 10 years ago, right? I didn't even know what Baltimore was. I was somewhere downtown, downtown Philly, uh, waiting to go somewhere after leaving the gym. And it took me about 15 minutes before I uh, made my connection on the train. And in my spirit, I kept hearing a voice saying, 
you got you need to practice right now of not staring at staring at the bodies of all these women. And yes, it was summertime and everything was tight in Marvel comic book fitting. <laughs> oh my god. And uh and every time someone would walk past, I mean, I would just look and I was like, Oh my god, I just gotta turn my head. Just turn your head, turn your head. And I look like I had, you know, some kind of uh, tick, man. But <laughs> it was it was so and I've had it happen several times because it it got to the, it had to get to a point where I was used to hearing that prompting to turn immediately, turn your head, turn your head. That's what they got David in trouble. David was somewhere where every all the other kings were fighting. He was on his porch, and he looked across and didn't turn his head. He saw the woman bathing and didn't turn his head. And because he didn't and go do something else, his eyes saw, his spirit drank it in. All of a sudden, you start plotting big-time evil in order to get what you want. Matt. And, you know, that it's just like even now, um, whether it's the Internet or uh, or females or conversations, I would get a prompt. And if I'm ignoring it, you know, the Bible says it's still a small voice. The guy ain't going to start screaming in the bold speaker, hey, I said, turn your head. It's still going to be small. Oh. But I just got to sensitize myself to hear it. Okay, I I gotta ask you a question. <laughs> if we all, if we all at Starbucks getting our caramel macchiatos or whatever, <laughs> could just be Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, it can't be a bar or be getting a beer. But we say Starbucks getting a caramel macchiato. <laughs> say a Beyonce walks by with a sundress on. No, no. No, 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 no. Let's just say we all, a lot of us work in D.C. This happens like every one minute. And let's just, and let's just, hold on, and let's just say a Beyonce walks by. So I know I'm going to look. All right, I'm going to take that. I already know I'm going to look. But you say you're not going to look. Uh, what I'm saying is it's going to hit me right then in my spirit to turn <laughs> away right now. Turn your head. Turn your head. <laughs> he leaving the Starbucks. He getting out of line. But she's just walking by. She's just walking by. You see in the big window, you know, the front is all glass. You see her walk right by. Big, bright red, you know, nice sundress, yellow and red. She got red bottoms on, too? Uh, I don't know about the bottoms. I mean, she might have on some heels or something. I don't know, man. Uh <laughs> Everyone on this call has a visual right now and is looking out the window. <laughs> Everyone has seen this girl. They see all that. Yeah, yeah we looking I'm at still right paying now. for my. I'm paying for my caramel macchiato. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, would you look? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. I'm still looking. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna see it. Yeah, I ain't crazy. But immediately, I'm trying to get. First of all, this is really us going in doing this. I would be very easy to turn away because the first thing I would look at is Ike and his face looking at me like, oh, you going to look at that? Trust me, I ain't going to be looking look. at you. I ain't going to take a look. You're the last person to judge. Yeah. Starbucks, trust me. But, 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 but Ike, the look, I mean, we're going to look. That's how we made, that's our makeup, we're going to look. Oh, yeah, I'm going to look, yeah. I don't care who we with, we're going to look. Yeah. But it's what happens after what the brother was just saying. Well, yeah, 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 but, I, I, but I'm just follow up. Look, the initial look, that's it. I'm not going to step up Starbucks and then talk to her. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're talking, we talking about out of the blue that ex-girlfriend look you up. 
and you have issues at home. Lord, that, that girl at your job, they ain't never paid you no never mind. Or that coworker, you know. That coworker all offer of you chocolate. Or all of a sudden, Always. you know what I'm saying, want you to walk her to the summer and you having troubles at home. Yeah. Or the, or the chick with no drawers that decided to bake a butter pound cake for the pastor that Sunday. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And he having troubles at home. Praise the Lord, Pastor. I was in the kitchen thinking about you. You see what I'm saying? They come at those 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 convenient times. But isn't that it, it, can't you? Is that easily identifiable when, when you know that this is out of the norm? That's and the, shouldn't that shouldn't that trigger something? You right? That's the question. Yeah, yeah, it should. I mean, that's it's the question with me. I asked. But yeah, you know what? again. That it's, that depends. When you when you ask, does my spider sense go off at that point? You immediately turn it to what do you have in your resources to say this is something to be cautious of versus hey, this is just a nice looking woman who's nah. just being nice right now. There are instances with that, right? No, nah, I mean yeah, I mean it does. Every have, time somebody does something nice for you, they ain't gotta be ugly with freckles and pimples. Right, no, no, but I'm saying when my spidey sense goes off, then right. then I stay away from it like it's the plague or something. Yeah, and that spider sense that we you know put a comical name to, if you're following a walk with God, that's not just you and your previous experiences saying, hmm, checklist, this might be bad. That's your spirit talking to you, with God's spirit pricking you right then. Mm. Watch out! Watch, Watch out. out! Watch, Watch out! Because then it's a, it's a, it's a. On one hand, you like, man, I got a oh, yeah. at home, and on the other hand, you like, can I really pull this off? No, you ain't thinking. Can you really pull it off? You think you know what I beat it, down? You ain't worried well, okay. about pull it off. Hey, I mean, thank but, you for correcting me, brother. But, but, <laughs> but that you know, for a split say, you like, man, I oh wait a minute, nah. Back up. You, you say that, and that's true. That. Back up. But what he just said is true, too. And the only difference is how long you stay in the mix contemplating it. Yeah, yeah. Cause so I mean, yeah, you yeah. contemplate it, all of a sudden you start rationalizing yeah, what could and could not be. Hey, let me tell you the biggest punk thing I did, man, and I, I'm proud of it. Well, this is like year two. Two, maybe two of my marriage. Um, y'all remember that group Groove Theory? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you know I ain't talking about the digit, right? I know exactly you talking about. She was fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. It was this. It was this girl at the bank who was. Um, she she was there, so I was kind of coming in too, uh, training over at at Simonium, and that's who basically was. It was Mel Rue at the front desk. I was like, oh my god, this is not good at all. And she had a great personality, and all we was talking and stuff. And I was just thinking in my head, I said, so I, I can't explain it. I, I really can't explain it, and it sounds so weird, punkish. But I remember heading home, calling my wife. was like, look, I just want to let you know, there's this really attractive female at the at the bank, but I'm not talking to her. I don't, I'm not interested in doing nothing to damage my marriage. And my wife was kind of pausing. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Wait a minute now. <laughs> Wait a minute. Cut us some slack, Ike. Got to cut us some slack. Cut us some slack, Ike. Because you ain't been there, Ike. Wait, yo, come if on, Angela man. If Angela Bassett I'm... came to your job tomorrow, Ike, Ike oh, what would you do? Oh, oh. You say what now? now? 
Angela yeah. Bass came. Angela well, Bass came to your job. Yeah. How would you say Angela Bass? With, with the one, my wife knows I mean Angela Bassett. Yeah, with a sundress on. So got to pick another woman. No, that's not fair. That's the one. I, it ain't fair. But what would you do? You take the one for the team. What? Take one for what team? Man, I do. Uh, you, I do the you best. Find I find yourself a free agent. <laughs> I do the best I could with what I got. Angela Bassett. I don't give a damn what nobody say. So you'll take the zero at home. And I would take the oh please, Randall Bassett. I, Tony, this is so below the belt, but yeah, I, I would take the zero. <laughs> oh, I would take the zero and then some. And you know what? It kills me to go below the belt with you, man, because I we all got a below the belt. Angela Bassett. Put, put in my eulogy. He did Angela Bassett. Doggone right. <laughs> Yo, but see that we laugh, man. But it may not be that the ultimate person, but. If y'all think about it, I know I've seen in a combination of women, I've seen the ones that had the fetishes I like, had the dimensions I like, and it's almost as if your enemy, your enemy knows what you like. It's no mystery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to offer you drugs if, you, if your weakness is women. If you're not having a problem with women, then I'm not going to tempt you with women. I'm going to tempt you with money. I'm going to wow. tempt you with where your weakness is. Oh, I ain't going to worry about that. No, you don't. But you like power. You like the idea of being in power. It's a drug to you. So I'm going to put people underneath you that you can dominate. Mm. Oh, ugh, I like the idea of that. Yeah, you you going to have your, you going to borrow from Mike, you're going to find your Angela Bassett. <laughs> it's not a question. Yeah, right? Angela. When you run up on it, what you going to do? With an A-line, and she can cook a piece. Mm. And she God's can not going to let you just sit out there and just, you know, I don't know what to do, God. Me neither. I don't know what to do either. I wasn't expecting this. God ain't caught off control. God is not caught off balance of what's happening. That's why you get these promptings in your spirit now. And uh, you you can take the time to say, oh, I can handle it when it gets to that point. My willpower, I think I'm strong enough. But you'll find out. And you know what? That's also in God's plan because... Yeah, I know that you're gonna you're gonna use your willpower. Oh, I can handle this. You gonna put so you realize that your willpower really wasn't that powerful, but that was in the plan because that was just a test. Again, a chance for you to learn your weakness. So when it really does that, and it happens, is you develop in your own walk with God. As you start growing and breakthroughing and prospering, that's when those things really kick into full gear. And if you ain't ready, you have a downfall story too. Uh, God, I ain't never met Angela Bassett. Perfect example. What's that, Pastor Eddie Long? Oh. oh. So, 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 God, so, can we please? It's all about religion and Pastor Downfall and Eddie Long. Lord, I pray one but day. But listen, listen, listen. But what the brother was just saying is 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 so true, even in our lives, because with him, I think his issue is something that he dealt with was homosexuality in his past. I think that's something that he dealt with in his past, way before what happened. Maybe as a child, maybe coming up, you know what I mean? That's what he dealt with. And the enemy hit him right there. And that's what made him fall. Yeah. Where he got that You mix power, prestige, influence together with your weakness, put it on the microscope and magnify it. Oh, Oh, yeah, buddy. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you, you don't need no mega church either to have that, that kind of magnification. But, yeah, you're right. Sure. You're right. I don't. Sure, sure. I mean, think about it. If your drug of choice is pornography, he ain't gonna skip. He ain't gonna send somebody to your house with a crack pipe because you ain't gonna smoke it. No. But you'll have your your computer popping up every five minutes. Okay, I'm gonna get him here. Gonna get him. And here. if you learn to deal with that, then the progress your your two things will happen. As you deal with your enemy on a level, you'll also break through to God with helping you on another level of finding out who you are. But you also gonna run into that. Same vice on a bigger scale. It used to be pictures. Now it's movies. Forget the pictures and movies because you've learned how to put safeguards on your computer and you, oh, you grew in that area. Good. So now God's using you on this level. But you still like the sex. So now instead of the pictures, I'm going to bring the pictures to a real life movie coming to a theater near you. Uh-oh. And her name is Helen and she works down at the, at the job with you. Ooh. Down for whatever. And you know what I'm saying? It just keeps progressively getting more and more. You have the tools to fight, but you cannot rest an idea with, I'm cool. I've licked this. No, you've licked that. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's just another lily pad you jumped over to get to the other side of that uh, lake. Still got some mm. more roadblocks you got to go I remember in my first marriage, I was going through some drama, right? And I had a lot of complaints. Um, Because I didn't know any better. I just thought it was all her. And I ran into this girl that, um, through work, she would actually sit there and listen to my complaints, right? Mm -hmm. But what what she was actually doing was taking notes. Mm -hmm. So everything that I complained about just so happened to be all the things that she loved to do. Oh, you met one of them. <laughs> one of them. You met a counter a counterpuncher. Dude, I, I'm familiar with that type. Dude, I moved out, got separated, mm. ended up with this chick. Mm. No doubt. Wow. Fell for the banana. I'm not gonna say the tail pipe, but I just fell for the. Sl- <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we gotta get that bill, man. We gotta get that bill. I was trying to say, look, it was a bad time for me, man. It was a bad time, man, because she, she, she had to go. She had it all, and I didn't move in with her. I got my own spot. You know what I'm saying? But that's, you know, I was, you know, so why did you break up with her? Yeah, I woke up after a while. She couldn't she keep it up. Wore off. Nah, it's not that. She. <laughs> it's just certain things, you know. It's just un. It's just unreal. When you think about it, and and again, you know, I just had to go through it. But you know, I fell for the banana p- tailpipe. He hit me right where he he got me right where I was at. He met me right where I was because I sat down there and told her everything. I said these things I don't like. These things she's not doing. These issues that she's having. She said I would never do that to you. And let me tell you what I will do to you. Uh oh. Yeah, it was bad. So let, so let me ask you this now. Now you know where your weakness are. Well, your weaknesses are. You should. Well, we all should. But one, yours is, you know, a lot of ours, like, you know, yours slaps you in the face. And then here come another opportunity at this seven-year itch with this new bride or new wife. And how do we not fall for it twice if that's still our weakness, you see? 
Yeah, you, and and that's a great question. My weaknesses have changed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You, you're she ain't. I, you, you, she ain't gonna get me there again. Mm-hmm. You, you got to learn from it. You got to learn. But, from but you it. just now I know when it's coming. You said your weakness have not changed. I no, mean, well, weakness I think has you, changed. Oh, it has. My weaknesses now they're different. Oh, that right. one right there ain't gonna. You ain't gonna get me there. You see, now my weaknesses stay within the confines of my marriage. Right. You see what I'm saying? Now with right. I may have a weakness, okay, um, as far as, you know, the way I respond to my wife. But it stays within my house. It's not an outside influence anymore. There's nobody that's going to come from the outside. You know what I'm saying? Now my, you know, my, my struggles are, are being a better husband. You know, mm. dealing better with my situation. Those are my struggles. You say so he can get me there, but it stays within the house. Mm-hmm. Let me, can, can I ask you a question, Ms. Oates? Yes, what, what year did you get married? The second uh, time. Two, the second time. Uh, 2008. 2008. What year did you... What, I'm sorry, what, two, two, December 2007. 2007? Yeah. Okay. Got married December 2007. And when did you start household stress? 2008. That's right. I thought it was 2009. Nope. So it was 2008. 2008. New Year's Day. I think it's 2009. Because it was around inauguration, right? That's right. Yeah, that was 2009. January 2009. Okay. And why I asked that is that how has household stress <clears throat> played a part in, you know, what you just said um, about how you just want to be a better husband? Like, you're not going to be in the break room talking to Sally about your problems with your wife, and everybody has problems with their wife. You know, we're not saying that you don't have any problems, you know, now with the second wife. Um, sure. But you're not going to be in that situation anymore. Like that's just not gonna happen. If Sally's like, hey, hey, you know, tell me what's going on, you can be like, Nope. Exit stage right or whatever the case may be. So how has uh household stress helped you to get to, you know, the the you you almost, you know, you you're itching close to the seven year mark. How has it helped you uh get there? Um, if I could sum it all up to one word I would mm. use the word accountability. Mm. If I could sum it up to one word, I would say accountability. Um gotcha. when it's 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 embarrassing now looking back on I'm I uh I've graduated. I'm different now in this new marriage. Um but I look back on that guy and I'm embarrassed for him. Hmm. Which is crazy to say, but I'm embarrassed to be. I'm embarrassed, like the people who knew me back then. I'm embarrassed for that because it just wasn't the way to be. But I had to go through it so I could be here on this phone tonight. Hmm. You know what I'm saying I had to be that guy, so I don't, I don't, I don't regret it because I had to be that that guy that rolled out and that guy that that, that did all this crazy stuff and took the. California King and put it into it. And I had to have these stories. I had to have these 
these testimonies. So now when I say them, when I'm asking people certain questions, it's not that I'm trying to be nosy or telling people how to live their life, but it's what I went through. Mm. A lot of people didn't go through that. Some people went through worse, some people didn't. You see what I'm saying? But now I'm accountability because I can't come back here tomorrow or next week talking about, yo, I just had to jump off, you know what I mean, last Wednesday night <laughs> after the call. <laughs> I went out to the club and it was all it was on and popping with two or three freaks. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Y'all be like, huh? Yeah. You know what I mean? Just what you 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 know what I'm saying? So if anything, it's the accountability factor where I got to see this thing through. I got to be the best that I can be, and I make all sure. Makes you accountable. Hmm. Being on this call makes you accountable. Yeah. Yeah. And I learned. And listen, it's it was an idea. You know what I mean? I didn't have any of the answers. I just like everybody else. I got on here and I learned, and I learned every week. And I listen to you guys bring a lot, man, and I take a lot away. I do. You know what I mean? And I tell my wife today, I said, you know, that call has saved my marriage because there's many a days where I want to roll out. And it's just the pressure of marriage. It's not even the the wife issue. It's just marriage itself brings pressures on its own. Where you be like, you know what, I'm just going to roll. I'm just going to do something else. I, I don't want to just have to depend on one person for everything. Why don't I have three or four people? Why don't I have a variety of women? You see what I'm saying? And that just, for me, is a struggle. But now I've conquered it to the point where I can I can deal with just one. And I can love just the one. And I can, I can you, you follow me? I can, I, can, mm-hmm. I can be a husband and be happy at it. Mm, that's good words. And and just another follow-up question on that, going back to the topic of the evening, the seven-year mark. Um, I want to fast forward to January of 2016. Okay. And that will be the seven-year mark for household stress, January 2016. Started January 2009. Seven years later, January 2016. What do you see household stress at its seven-year mark? I see us on this call having a seven-year mark for household stress. (laughs) 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 That's great. That's great. I don't know where we're going to be, but we're going to be on the phone. I'm going to tell you that much. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. Where do you see it, though? Where does everybody else see it? Seven years. It's a milestone, man. It will be a milestone for us. January 2016, absolutely. Two years was a milestone of every Tuesday on the phone. Three years, milestone. Four years. You see what I'm saying? When people call in and we can talk and have these conversations and it's off the hook and there's no judgment and... It is what it is, and we all take something from it. Yeah, but anyway, that was yeah. Household stress is going to be um, in in seven years. I think it would evolve. Uh, We're going to have too many conversations, and and it's going to all lead us to know that the end of it is is just. I'm not saying it's going to turn into a Bible conversation, but 
you know, you're going to have guys running on here because it ain't no other answers. And, you know, and, and most of the answers they're going to be saying or looking for is that the answer is going to be to them, well, I've been there and done that. And and you're going to have to you're going to have to have them to circle around back to uh back to Christ to to lean on them and how to be with their wife. I mean, cuz I done tried every which way and my way just does not work, you know. Yeah. Um yeah. and once once you get on the phone with a group of uh, uh educated fellas, you know, that that that's been in the world and been out there and did everything and you know, and then these younger guys getting married and they need an outlet you know, uh, especially after this upcoming event where guys can know about household stress. Hopefully, you know, uh, when I when, when I get on, oh, I forgot to tell you, I'm going to be on TV June the 12th in Atlanta Live. I'm going to put household stress out there as a shout-out, you know, for married men, you know, uh, just, to, just to know that they have an outlet to come to. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about this uh, this. this uh, Conversation, the phone conversation, and it sparks conversation with my wife and I. You know, uh, I tell her about some of the. I mean, I don't tell you who names or whatever, but I say, what if I, you know, want to do this, or would you like this, or would you like that? Because some guy said this and that, and it sounded pretty interesting. And she said, you know what, you know that we can do that tomorrow, or let's try that tonight, or you know, um, and because and, I was trying to work in. Um, you know, um, the jump off just started back off, right? The Zane thing. The what? The Zane. What is that? Zane, Zane, Zane Sex Chronicles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's HBO it's or something like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's on, I don't it's have on HBO. It might be stars. It might be stars. Those, those sexual books. Yeah. yeah but she got a, She got a show. So she got. You just said it, you said the jump off just started back. Oh wait a minute, what? Well, that's the name of the that's the name of the uh, yeah. that's the name of the show. Yeah, that, I know, but when you said it, I was like, hold up. Was <laughs> it on Cinemax? No, it, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think it is Cinemax or something like that. It's not but, Cinemax, not Skinemax, Cinemax. Yeah. I don't there no more. That's like a porn picture, man. It is. It is. It is. No doubt. So I try. I tried to work it in, to, you know, because that, you know, Zane is my. It was my favorite show when I when I was when I was looking at it. Yeah. And then, you know, now they got a new season, and that was my weakness, you know. Sure. So I was trying to work a conversation with my wife, like, hey, you know what? Can you uh, you, you find if we kind of look at it and see what's going on with it? You know. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna take a peek. We're just gonna check it out. What she talking about? <laughs> and then she said, you know, what did the fellas tell you? You know, you need to get back on the phone with them if you think you got to ask me that question. You know, oh, it's been it's been it's been some good conversations coming out of uh oh, coming out of out of our you know out of our out of our relationship, and it's funny, it's it's joyful, you know, um, and we really want to sit down. We we really need to sit down and just just communicate with, with with you guys and let the wives meet because she's like, I want to really uh, you know, I wonder what their wives think about getting their own show together. You know. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I said nobody would be able to talk because everybody want to talk over each other. I want to um, just say one thing because Ronnie did ask a question about the household stress thing in in, in my relationship. And um, if anything, and I know that we don't, you know, we try not to have Bible study on this line because we want it to be, 
you know, a fluid conversation where people don't give the textbook answer too much so we can, you know, get the real live answer that's really going on in people's lives. But um, I have never been, my relationship with God has quadrupled since I've been on these calls. And the accountability piece is not only from you all, but my relationship with him. So, you know, there's certain things that I can't bring back to my prayer closet any longer. Things I used to do, I can't bring it back. Um, So, again, I know that, you know, being here with you all and most of the people here are extremely spiritual around it. You see what I'm saying? So it's good company that we keep. And again, the accountability piece, but my relationship with God has made me a better husband because now i got to answer to him for the things that I fall short. And I got a lot of that from just talking to y'all on the phone. That's what's up. Good words. Don't leave me out there, Rodney. Don't just, don't just say good words. Say some more good words. What about you? <laughs> Well, I mean, go around the table, huh? Go around the table. Go around the table. This is seven. Look, this is the seven-year mark. Y'all been married fourteen years. What's happened in the last five years from this call that's helped y'all? Yeah, I, I, I'll start and I'll say um, that I got on it for different reasons. I'm, I'm the square peg here. You know, my parents are. Still married today. They've been married for 43, going on 44 years. Um, my grandparents were married uh, 60 years, and then, you know, until my father, I mean, my grandfather died. Um, but I'm, I'm from, you know, when it comes to marriage, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm from good stock. I got into it for different reasons because I had, at the time, in 2009, I got into it. um, I had a wife and two daughters, so I didn't have anything to bounce. You know, I couldn't bounce anything off of some like-minded brothers, nor did I have a, uh, I I had a limited amount of time. Um, So, you know, I got on it just for, just an outlet and, from the comfort of my own home, you know, my wife and kids are upstairs. I got three children now, and I'm in my pajamas. You know, I don't have to go anywhere. My my wife doesn't have to worry about me uh, hitting a deer or you know just being out in the elements or whatever. I'm I'm just chilling and at the same time getting a good conversation. So, um, so you know, again, I'm I'm coming off the first seven years I didn't have household stress, and the second seven years I did, and I think that's what's made it easier. Because I did have some, you know, where I can go and some, some, some like-minded brothers where it's a no judgment zone. I can get things off my chest, and when we hang the phone up, it's over with. It's not. Well, the other night you said this, and you know, what, what did you mean by that? It's just like you know, it is what it is. We can relate on that level, and um, that's just how we're wired. So I cut it off. You know, I, I cut it off there. Let me ask y'all a question. Um, let me switch this. Let me ask y'all a question. So, some of y'all know each other. Uh, maybe most of y'all know each other by facial recognition. You know, all person I don't know was Rodney, but 
let's say you were down D.C., I don't know, busboys and poets, and you happen to see somebody from this little group get together with another woman. Hmm. So what, if I see, what, if what I see T Hog out, you know. Yeah, with with pound cake butter bacon lady from church. <laughs> you know. Or you see or you see like, wow. And you'll know it because you know that look you get on your face and you're guilty. Or you start teething and you start coming up with answers to the economy and everything else. And what do you do? Well, I would say that if I saw um, any one of my brothers that I knew that I could recognize with another young lady, I honestly wouldn't think it was anything wrong, you know, unless they started acting kind of funny. But initially, like, if I do. Let's say they do. So if they start acting like, Hey, what's going on? Uh, Yeah, hey, what's up, T.R.? Hey, um, Ryan, I didn't, I didn't know you was here, man. Um, uh, uh, hey, hey, man, did you get something? Hey, uh, listen, this is, you know what I'm saying? I would oh, no, no, check. No, no, I would check. You want to sit down? You want to sit down, Ronnie? With a, okay, um, I'll, I'll catch you on the call. Now, what do you say? I would check him afterwards, and we would bring him here. I'd probably what call the, him out. So I saw T Hawk with the bit with the the lady with 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 the thong on and the sundress in the Starbucks or whatever. I wouldn't think you had to say anything because <laughs> that guilt alone, knowing that he has a re- responsibility uh, to a group of uh, of godly men, it's going to be just, you know, it's going to be, you know, uh, convicting enough. You know, you, you shouldn't have to beat him over the head. You wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to. I just, he'll, he'll know that I know that I've seen him and then he would be like, you know, he would probably feel a responsibility to come to me and say, you know what, you know that that wasn't my lady, and uh-uh. you know, because that guilt will bring you to say that to a group of brothers that you're responsible for. You know what I mean? Ain't no guilt. I'd be like, she got a sister. I got one for you too. What you trying to do? <laughs> and then if I say no, then you. I'll try to take somebody down with me. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Host, uh, get yeah. thirteen. Uh, I don't know. I asked that out of curiosity because you know you you hope not, but. I mean, it's a possibility because we're humans. Yeah. Somebody, you know, let's say you mm-hmm. may just catch somebody on the road down to hell. You just caught them at the stoplight before they made a couple left-right turns. So you, you headed them off. But that also lets you know where household stress has evolved to, what it's yeah. come to be. Because it may have been four or five years ago, you know, or after the first two months of this, you know, you come across something like that, and it's, you know, it may be uncomfortable conversation with a bunch of head nods, and uh, I ain't gonna say no, that's your business, man. I'm just saying, you know, all right, yeah, I know, I got, it, I got it. To, hey, I'm gonna pull you up on the side, man. Check you. That lets you know the maturity level of what, what y'all guys created, what it's growing to so far. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's doing work hours, and maybe you and a coworker going to, to lunch. I won't say anything. Cool. You know, that happens, you know. Yeah, that's what I said, bus boys and poets. Yeah, <laughs> y'all better, y'all better yeah. check it for me. We're talking 6 o'clock. And yeah, I'm talking 9 o'clock, o'clock when the poets room. come on and, and y'all yeah. out there, y'all snapping your fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, hmm. I see you at the gas station on the other side, and I look in the car, and there's somebody in the passenger seat. I'm coming to the knock on the window and ask you to pick up. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all better, if it's me, you better come ask. 
and introduce yourself because y'all know I got female friends that my wife know about. Which is true. Right. Which is true. Which is true. <laughs> so, but you know. You be thinking I'm doing something wrong. Be like, nah, this is such and such. She cool. So, hey, so wait, wait, wait. So that that's that. I mean, that should be another topic. Because uh, I wasn't. We you, we talked about it before. Oh well, I gotta I gotta go back and check. What's the name of that one? I what, forget. You what, know, talking about what? About, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. That's what Darren. That's like in oh nine, oh ten days. <laughs> yeah, we well, can what, bring I mean, it back though. We can bring. Well, it what was the name of? What was the name of? Uh, but you say he's just a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Friendships uh, with the opposite sex. Yeah, I think it was 